What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to the recap of AEW Quake by the Lake. Ladies and gentlemen, joining me here on the Booch cast, he's been woken. Yes, sir. He's been broken. Yes, sir. And now he's just broke. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the Booch cast, the one, the only, the broke, soulless ginger, Mr. Zach Scott. What's up, dude? dude? This, this is me, the broke, soulless ginger, Zach Scott. Tony speaking. I'm that broke. Benny, this was too much blood. This was... <laughs> 
this was this was too much for a man of my intelligence to handle. So before, uh, yeah. So uh, w- before I get into what I'm about to get into on this show, um, I need to take this moment to do a little quick plug here. I want to give a special shout out right now, and that shout out is to the one and only Dr. MJ Collier from the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. Um, earlier today, and by today I mean at the time that we're recording this. Uh, I had the honor and privilege, if you saw the promos I put on social media, I was the special guest producer tonight for Dr. Collier's Facebook Live broadcast, Your Health is Important. That's the title of the uh, broadcast that he does. Uh, He does it on the second and fourth Wednesday of every month, and usually how it goes is, uh, Dr. Collier, uh, you can follow him on social media, uh, Facebook, uh, YouTube, and Instagram at ASK Dr. MJ. That's his uh that's his handles on social media. He's known as the hip hop doc. And usually what he does is he does a one hour broadcast live on Facebook and YouTube, primarily through Facebook. And basically when you tune into the live broadcast, you can ask him healthcare questions. So any question you have regarding health, whether it's about weight loss, whether it's about COVID or monkeypox or sciatica or athlete's foot or diabetes diabetes or even something personal like a uh, penis or vaginal problems whatever it is <laughs> you can ask Dr. Collier your healthcare questions and basically what I had to do was uh the the the, the 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 comments the questions would come in through the comments section Dr. Collier would be talking about you know topics he had in advance and then my job was to screen the questions and put them up there for Dr. Collier to see now the reason I had to do it uh for this particular episode was because my boss uh who normally does the uh, the producing uh, was at the Red Hot Chili Peppers concert because my boss is a oh. huge fan of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. So he went to the concert and while he was there, I got to take care of the uh, Facebook Live broadcast. So whether or not I get to do it again um, remains to be seen. Uh, I know Dr. Collier uh, said I did a great job. We had a little bit of a bumpy start because um, I had never really used StreamYard before, but my boss gave me a crash course and I was able to uh, figure it out. So we had a little bit of a bumpy start, but once Dr. Collier and I got a rhythm going. Everything went great, and now if I wa- if I am if I turns out I do it again, or if I get the job on a regular basis, I'll know what to do in the future. So whatever little mistakes, and they were very little that I made during the broadcast, I will know not to make again. So it was overall it was a great uh, Facebook Live. Um, like I said, you can go to uh, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. That's his social media accounts at ASK Doctor MJ, ASK DRMJ, just all one word. And you can find him on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and uh, you can go to his YouTube channel. Check out all of the uh, healthcare videos uh, that are up there. Um, you can check out. You can go on Facebook and Instagram. Talk to Doctor Collier. Uh, you can also go to his website, LipoDrops com uh that is at is uh his special uh weight loss formula that helps you lose weight his slogan is actually lose the muffin top with lipo drops so lipo drops are great um you can go to his website lipodrops.com to learn more about it uh they got lipo drops weight loss formula they have sp- they have uh supplements like you know vitamin d and lipo immune and probiotics and omega-3 fish oil and all the formulas have been formulated by dr collier himself so you get the best of everything. He also has a keto max tablets for people who are interested in doing the keto diet. This helps you out a lot. Um, and it's he's very very brilliant man, and and he's a regular on the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. 
uh, where he uh, where him and where he does uh, you know healthcare segments there as well. So uh, overall, uh, like I said, it was my first time doing the Facebook Live, and I had a great time. So make sure you check out Doctor Collier and uh, go to lipodrops.com if you're uh, looking to improve your health or uh, lose some weight. All right, and on that note, ladies and gentlemen. We will kick things off here. Let's get to the AEW. I know you guys are uh, anxiously awaiting for the wrestling, so I'm going to get you all to the wrestling right now. I just wanted to give a shout-out to Dr. Collier for that Facebook Live. And we kick things off. Oh, boy. We kick things <laughs> off with a, a coffin match. Darby Allen versus Brody King. No. Jesus, God uh, in heaven. Did it have to have thumbtacks on the top of the fucking skateboard? Are you fucking kidding me? Did this actually happen? Can I go ahead and spoil it? Dude, go ahead. Share your thoughts. It's the first match. How the hell did this happen? This is not believable, okay? That's like me. Get to the octagon, okay? Going in there and beat the shit out of Brock Lesnar. Even though that's going to happen. This was abomination. I want to throw my fucking phone. No, okay? Thank God Steve was it. That may be somewhat believable. But did that little scrunt rat... When am I dreaming, Vinny? Tell me, does this, did this happen? Yeah, uh, he, I don't he punched Brody in the face with a chain, choked him over the ropes with it. Brody staggers. Darby lets go, and Brody just falls right into the coffin. And the, and the lid fell. Uh, yeah, and then the lid fell, and then uh, Darby wins. And <laughs> oh my god, this was this was fuckery at the highest level. And here's the thing, I, I, the first five minutes, cause it took me a while because my computer was being a pain in the ass. I finally log into Hulu and I get on, because that's how I'm watching the show now instead of the special treat, because the special treat is a little iffy nowadays with uh, regular TV, you know, wrestling. The pay-per-views, it works fine, but TV is kind of weird. So I go on to Hulu to watch it, and I'm about five, and I'm like, okay, it's it's 8.05. All right, usually when a couple minutes goes by, I don't miss much. The second it turns on, they're on the floor, and Brody is bleeding. And I'm like, what the fuck happened in five minutes that Brody is already bleeding? I'm like, are you fucking serious right now what in the ever-living fuck and <laughs> so and apparently i find out it's he's been hit with a skateboard that has thumbtacks on it because it's fucking darby allen and basically this is exactly what it was it was it was a bloodbath it was unnecessary weapons it was unnecessary stunts because that's who darby allen is he has to do this shit to get over because he can't get over any other way. Sting comes out to even to kind of take everybody out, which I guess was interesting. And not really, you know, that's that's how this shit works. So basically, Sting had to come out and attack. Then of course the lights go out at one point, and it's the House yeah, of Black. Uh, here's the thing. Well, of course it is. Here's my problem with this. What's your problem? I get that the House of Black has a dark gimmick. Okay, I'm aware. Yep. I get it. So I've established it. I Me fucking too. hate it, but I've established it. But oh, this you is the have? thing that Tony Khan and a lot of the and whoever else is involved in AEW creative. Here's what they don't understand. Hmm. When the lights go out. If you're going to do a lights out, lights on situation, when the lights come back on, I should be shocked with whoever appears. That's I what thought you, it was going to be Sting. It, it could be Sting. It could be somebody new debuting. Kenny Omega. 
Don't you put that evil into the world. So it could be a million different things. But when it turns on and it's the most predictable person or people in the room, you pretty much wasted everybody's time with the lights going out. I didn't need to see that. It was unnecessary. This match was unnecessary. And basically, this match was designed for one reason and one reason only. To find some way to give Darby Allen a credible victory over Brody King. Even though it was incredible, exactly. But the point is, Darby need Darby needed this win because Brody King's been beating the shit out of him, and they pretty much established Darby can't go with him toe to toe. He ain't gonna get a pinfall on Brody. He sure as fuck ain't making him tap out. So how else can he win? Locking him in a coffin. And the only people that are gonna enjoy this moment are the marks who crave blood and stunts. So this was for the AEW faithful. That's what this match was for. Um, Side note. Today at work, I was doing my thing, uh, working, and this kid came by. He knew I'm a wrestling fan, and he happens to be a fan of Jake Paul. Mr. Biddy Vilkos, guess what this kid said? What did he say? He said that Jake Paul could beat a fuck Lesnar. You mean, you're talking about Logan Paul or his brother? Which, which, did he actually say Jake Paul? He actually said Jake Paul. And how old is this kid? His ball stuff dropped maybe about two years ago. Yeah, this kid's an idiot. <laughs> Look, Brock Lesnar would use Jake Paul as a That's fucking Alaska. toothpick to pick real fighters out of his teeth after he ate them. Okay? Jake Paul's not beating up Brock Lesnar. It's not going to fucking happen on this planet or any other. Okay, moving on. Yeah, let's, yeah. Let's move on because I, I just dealt with enough stupid. We just had more stupid added. Let's move on before I get any dumber. Uh, we got John Moxley's backstage cutting a promo saying they have the FTW title, so he'll call his title the FYI title. And you're going to tell us what that means? No, you're not. Mox says he's going to test Jericho's fighting spirit and push it to the limit. If his spirit doesn't break, his body will. Classic John Moxley before the big match. Yeah, it was good, but, you know, obviously Moxley's getting offended by the whole interim AEW world champion thing. He's like, I am the AEW world champion. That's what I don't understand. What about you? Here's the thing. First of all, I'm completely against this interim championship idea. Thank you so much. I know they do it in boxing. I know they do it in MMA. Doesn't make sense there doesn't make sense here okay you don't need the interim champion if you're not gonna and they use it as an excuse to not strip punk of the title that's all it is that's all that this thing is although don't get me wrong i think moxley is doing fantastic with the title but when you keep he's doing way better than uh hangman but if you keep calling it the interim title you're diminishing what moxley's doing you're basically saying, yeah, Moxley, you got a belt, but you're basically a, a placeholder. You're, you're a substitute teacher until the real teacher comes back. But then when the real teacher comes back, we're going to make both of you compete for the job, even though we've made it clear you a substitute. That's why I don't like the term interim champion, okay? If you're going, I get that he is the interim champion. You could put that on paper. But when he walks to the ring, you need to say, this is the AEW World Heavyweight Champion. You need to put him over as the world champion if you want anyone to take it seriously. They never did it in the WWE. Every time somebody had injured, got injured, had a request to title, and they had a... like a match for the title, they weren't called the Inter Champion. They were called the WWE Champion or the World Heavyweight Champion. 
at that time. Yeah, I mean, it's you're basically you're basically saying that Moxley's a side chick. He's not a side fucking chick. He's not fucking Moxley. I'm t- I, I agree with you there, Vinny. But yeah, it's, it's like it, it, like the, when he gets He's mad about me. <laughs> Like watching him get mad over me called the interim champion is like a side chick trying to become a main chick. That's literally how I feel here. It's like the side chick's mad that the guy went back home to the wife. It's like, bitch, you the side piece. You're not the main chick. Okay. Very, very true. So it's stupid. It's fucking stupid. So and I'm gonna call it the FYI title. Okay. We know what FTW stands for. It stands for fuck the world. What does FYI stand for? And they're going to say, for your information. I know that's what we call it in the real world. I'm talking about in the kayfabe world, we're calling this the FYI title. So it's the for your information championship. That doesn't make sense. It doesn't. Fucking explain yourself. Don't just say shit just to fucking say it. I was confused. Okay, what does it mean? If, (laughs) If I'm walking away from your promo confused, you didn't do it right. Okay? This isn't the 80s. You guys can't get away with it the way Hogan, Savage, and Warrior did. You can't do it, okay? Warrior Warrior established right off the bat that he was out of his fucking mind. That's why his promos worked, you know? He would just walk out and say things like, Load the spaceship with the rocket fuel. Okay, what the fuck's he talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but it was Warrior. But, then, like, why is he doing that? That's Warrior. Okay. It was, and we all just went with it. Or Savage talking like, like, Randy Savage, what are you talking about? I'm talking about the beat goes on. Yeah. And the beat goes on. And the beat goes on. And the beat goes on. What beat? What the fuck are you talking about? Or with the R2. No, Jimmy. It just didn't make sense. None of it made sense. <laughs> but they established they were out of their fucking minds. From the beginning, Moxie's trying to establish himself as somebody who can put words together to complete a sentence. So, if you're going to establish him as somebody who puts words together to complete a sentence, know what the fuck you're talking about and convey it. No one should be walking away from your promo going, what the fuck is he talking about? If that's not your gimmick, and you've established, Moxley, this is not your gimmick. So, make better sense. I, I, it's, it, it's, whatever. Well, can we move on? <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to have an aneurysm here. Too too late at night for me to try to process this anymore. Jericho is shown next, and he says Moxley asked to face Lionheart Jericho, last survivor of Stu Hart's dungeon. He says he's going to stretch the shit out of Moxley tonight, and he's going to become the AEW champion once again. He was the and, he, and that he was the first ever AEW champion. He guarantees he'll win. Good promo. He's so good as a heel. He is. See, Jericho cut a great promo here. I'm going to give you Lionheart Chris Jericho because that's who Moxley wanted, the mediocre version of Jericho. Um, I don't want the Jericho that main evented pay-per-views and was the Ayatollah rock and roller. I want Lionheart Stu Hart's Dungeon Jericho. Okay, well, Jericho's doing his best to convey that, and Jericho definitely cut a better promo than Moxley because people said what they want about Jericho. I understood, I understood everything he fucking said, and everything made sense. Yep. Alrighty then. Yes. On that note, we move on to the next match of the evening. Dear God, yeah, I saw God. we have Rush Roosh, I should say, and Andrade El Idiot versus the Lucha Brothers. Spot fest. Don 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 don. That's all we saw. Yes. Big fucking whoop. All right. I was like, dead. Uh, well, I thought it was clever with the mask thing, but then okay. Let me get this on with. I was like, boring. And once again, 
El Strade Idiot, aka Ric Flair's son-in-law, make uh, you poor bastard, you made it Charlotte Flair, the forcer. Anyways, I thought this was stupid. Two matches in a row that fucking sucked. Go it, ahead. It was just for goddamn ridiculous. These, I know, right there, bro. These guys. It's, it, this is a match where it's tornado rules, so they can go all over the place and do lazy booking. Lazy booking. Yes. Say it again with me, children. Lazy booking. Booking. Did we do that right? Uh, close. But anyway. Yeah. Just for goddamn ridiculous. It was horrible. It was horrible. It was God awful. And Boom. the only thing I know about this is that Rush and Andrade apparently have been a tag team for years or used to team up a lot back in the day. I hope that's the case because then maybe they'll focus more on tag team titles and Andrade won't have to worry about seeing him with any singles titles because, as you, as I mentioned before, not a big fan. Yep. So You've never been a big fan. No, all. even before he dated Char- married Charlotte. I didn't like him. Um, All the way back to NXT, I didn't like him. I considered him one of the worst, if not the worst, NXT champion of all time. I remember you were not happy about that at all. Yes, it was a <laughs> disgrace to the title. And then we cut to the backstage area. And we got the dumb fucks who approach uh, Adam Page and the Dark Order. And they tell Hangman that they wish they could take back everything that happened between them. Basically going through everything that's happened since they've come to AEW. Where the friendships broke up and the things went crazy. And, you know, the Bucks treated Adam like shit and everything else. And they talk about the bond they shared. And then they also said that he, Matt Jackson said he was selfish. He apologizes. Max said Hangman won the, when he won the AEW World Championship in this building. And they should have congratulated him. Even though they kind of were out there at ringside kind of giving the nod like, we're not going to interfere. Go finish it. And he did. Uh, he wishes they enjoyed the journey more. Matt asks Hangman to team with them one more time. But Hangman apologizes and says he's passing on the offer because he's not competing in the tournament at all. But he will be in the corner of the Dark Order, who is competing in the trio's title tournament. Question. Who's you rather see him with? The, uh, the Dark Order or the Dumb Fucks? This his answer is going to shock you. Don't say it. I wish he have said yes. Really? And I'm going to tell you why I wish he would have said yes. Because they advertised the Bucks have a third mystery partner. As soon as they advertised that, I had a feeling Adam was going to say no. I thought he was a lock-in last week when he saved the Bucks from the attack on the Undisputed Elite. Or whatever they're going to fucking call themselves. I don't know if they're keeping that name or not. Uh, but I think they will. The Undisputed Elite. Because I'm thinking, okay, Adam Page came out to make the save. He's had a feud with these guys. It would it would make sense to see him and the Bucks get back together. Because the Bucks did kind of, you know, forgive Adam Page when Adam gave his apology going into the match with Kenny at full gear. So I'm thinking, this is perfect. Well, now he said no, they have a mystery partner, and I already know Uh-oh. who it is. I, I, I can call Beta. it right now. Beta. Bet you it's going to be Kenny Beta. Kenny Omega is going to fucking come back next week, and he's going to team with the Bucks, and bet you they win this whole fucking thing. And if Elvis finds that out, he's never going to let us hear it at the end of it. Oh, he'll probably be, if Kenny comes back, he'll be begging to come back. Which is good, because I want Elvis to come back. No offense. Um, I miss having Elvis on the show. I really do. I mean, 
not trying to be a dick. I'm just being honest. I miss him. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, but yeah, so as soon as Adam Pace turned this down, I'm like, all right, Kenny's coming back next week, and this segment is a waste of fucking time. All right, so now we're going to move on to the next match of the evening, if we even want to call it that. If you want to call that. Luchasaurus goes one-on-one against Anthony Henry. Uh, guess what I did? What? I timed it. Guess how long it was. How long? 40 seconds. Damn. <laughs> I now kid you from, not. Now it's from bell to bell? As soon as the bell hit, I hit play, and as soon as that other guy attacked him, I, I, was, I was like, click. I did maybe about, maybe about 41, but it was less than a minute. I can promise you that. Jesus Christ. Well, I timed it. I was millisecond, maybe about one, two, maybe. But I promise you, I, I was waiting for it. I was like, click. 40 seconds later, it comes this later. There he is, standing tall. Here's the thing that's bugging me. Luchasaurus is basically doing the same shit he's been doing for the last few weeks. But yet, they turned him babyface. He still comes out to the heel music. He's coming out to the heel music. He's still got the heel look. And he's still decimating people like a heel monster. But he's teamed up with the face. Yeah, this is fucking stupid. It's fucking horrible. He should be with Christian. Jungle Boy should be standing on his own two feet being a jungle man. But for fuck's sake, they can't, they just can't, they just won't let this boy and his dinosaur shit die. (laughs) Just let it die. For fuck's sake. So, yeah, Luchasaurus basically just runs over him. Then Christian Cage is shown slow clapping for the match backstage. He says if he he says he's having fun, but Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy run backstage and attack him. Pat Buck tries to separate them and ends up on the wrong side of a headbutt from Luchasaurus. And then he and Jungle Boy run off. No. I mean, it was okay, but... I the only reason I like it is because it allows this to drag on. As I mentioned before, the climax of this feud needs to be at all out, and that's only a couple weeks away. We're about okay. three. We're about three weeks away from all out. So they got to drag this out for three more weeks, and then finally have Christian Cage versus Jungle Boy at the pay per view. So that's the only reason I enjoy it is because they're continuing to drag this out, and they're not giving it away on free TV. So, but other than that, it was meh. So then we we then cut to the backstage area. Miro is shown talking about recent history when Julia Hart approaches him and tells him to use his gift. She touches his chin and he says only one woman can touch him like that. Then he says he sees his path and it leads him to the House of Black. So he's going to House of Black, and apparently you don't want that to happen? Um, I want Miro to destroy the House of Black. Okay. I want Miro to decimate like, all these people. Yeah, I understand that, but I thought that was really funny when uh, that woman grabbed his chin. She, he grabs his, like, excuse me, only one woman could touch me. It's still in the back of my head. How did Miro get Lana? I don't know. How the hell did that happen? Uh <laughs> Yeah, he's got like a dead What the hell does he have that we don't? Jeez, I wonder. Oh, yeah. We must have one heck of a Bulgarian bratwurst. But anyway, uh, (laughs) I just like the fact he goes, only one woman is allowed to touch the Redeemer. And you are not it. That is that is the ultimate like that is the ultimate that's the ultimate burn. Like fuck you, bitch. Uh, sorry. Like I like I'm taken. Well, like Elvis would do the same thing. So we could like like nope. Sorry, I'm married. <laughs> that's the thing. I, I would love I, I would love to see Lana in AEW. 
Not oh, necessarily I would love to see Lana huh? teamed up with Biro. Come on. I'm just saying, like, it, it, but I want to see what kind of gimmicks she would have. Like, because obviously Miro is the redeemer. Like, I don't know. Like, maybe she's like some kind of goddess or something. She is a goddess. I'm just saying, like, it would be kind of cool because I'm not saying Lana should get in the ring. She shouldn't. But uh -uh. she was a great ballet. Phenomenal mm -hmm. ballet. She really was like when she did the whole, you know, the pantsuit, the Russian accent, you know, she was great in uh, Rusev's corner. She really was. And so then we got so but either way, great promo from Miro. Hope he kills the House of Black. Then the factory tries to recruit powerhouse Hobbs backstage, but he's not receptive and says their problem with Ricky Starks had better not become one for him. And he walks off. Uh, okay, this was boring and I didn't care. I didn't see it. I was taking a pitch break. Boring. It's the factory, nobody gives a fuck. Alright. Okay. So then, so then we cut to uh, Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, and Satnam Singh come to the ring, and Lethal says he wants another shot against Wardlow, and if he doesn't get one, he'll take it. Oh, dear God. Wardlow comes to the ramp and says if he wants it, he'll get it, but tonight he's beating all three of them. FTR comes out to even the odds, and Lethal ends up taking a big rig to end the segment. Ha-ha. <laughs> FTR coming out was awesome. Other than that, I didn't FTR give a shit about the rest of this. Me neither. FTR coming out. Hit the big rig on lethal. It was said and done. Okay. Short and sweet. Moving on. Yeah. Let's just... This This is just us burying lethal some more. And then we cut to the backstage area with the Jericho Appreciation Society. The epitome mm. of sports. Entertainers. Entertainers. And... Boise 2.0, <laughs> Daniel Garcia, and Anna JAS. And they oh, cut God. a promo about celebrating Jericho's title win. Garcia says he put Daniel Bryan on a paid vacation and calls himself the Dragon Slayer. Then Anna J screams at someone off screen for doubting him and chokes her out. Oh, boring as shit once again. Why is she choking up people again? I don't know. It's fucking dumb. This whole thing is, is fucking, fucking dumb. Like there's a saying on the beach cast, or what you personally like to say a lot, we're goddamn ridiculous. Here's why it was goddamn ridiculous. Daniel Garcia's like, I oh, put yeah. Daniel Bryan on paid vacation. And then it's like, Daniel yeah, Bryan's in action either this week on Rampage or next week on Dynamite. Well, it's a pretty short fucking vacation. <laughs> hey, Garcia, <laughs> did you happen to read the format before you cut that promo? I guess he did not. This is why some of you fuckers need to be scripted. They're scripted. Jesus if we have to, it's so fucking bad. And the other guy with the jacket is trying to be a wannabe Tony D. I know. It's bad. It's bad. These hey, guys can are... I? Yeah. Is it bad? No, it's sad. <laughs> All right, go ahead. And uh, by the way, we've gotten some good reviews on that bit. Um, on that note, we did? yeah, some people said they liked it when, when we do that. All right, cool. All right. I don't want to overdo it, but I'm just saying we got good reviews on it. But anyway, um, we have to save it for things that really suck. And on that note, we move That's on fun. to the next match of the evening. We got Ricky Starks versus Aaron Solo. No. Yeah. I don't know what to think of it. What uh, about you? It was, it, was, it was okay. It was an okay match. It was what I like to say. Was it filler? It was very much filler. This was definitely a filler okay. match. Aaron uh, uh, Solo, 8 and 26. I'm like, Jesus Christ. But either way, Ricky Starks. He won. Yeah, Ricky Starks got his win. So yeah, it was a decent match. Did what he needed to do. Uh, but nothing yeah. really special happened here. It was just decent. Nope. And then afterwards, uh, Nick Camarado runs down with a chair. Starks ducks the strike and hits a spine buster. Solo attacks Starks, but Starks once again gets away from the opposition and runs through the crowd. Powerhouse Hobbs is shown backstage smashing a TV since Starks got away. 
It starts at face though. Yes. You powerhouse Hobbs turned on him, so now he's the heel and Ricky Starks is the face. He was interacting with the crowd. I thought that was pretty cool. Well, yeah. And Ricky Starks has all the makings of being a great baby face. He he's because he's so over with the crowd they had to turn him face. You know, he, he can't he can't continue to be a heel. No, he can't. We'll see where this goes. I'm looking forward to Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs. Oh yeah. That big even though even though like, well, Ricky Starks is knows how to take a big guy down. And he does Powerhouse Hobbs very well. But we'll see how this goes. Yeah. Maybe not? Yes. Uh we're moving on. We cut to the backstage area with Billy Gunn. Who's shown talking to the uh, gun club about losing the match he made famous? Uh, Stokely Hathaway slow claps and calls Billy Grandpa ass, and Billy oh, tells him to leave before he has a bad day. He says he got them a match on Rampage. Then Danhausen comes in and mocks them. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. talking about uh, the Ash Boys, and he uh, he confirms that uh, Beardhausen will be his tag team partner on Rampage. And it turns out Beardhausen is none other than Eric Redbeard, who we know in WWE as Eric Rowan. He'll be teaming up with Danhausen to face the Gun Club or the S Boys. Did you know when he touched one of the Gun Boys? He said, "Don't you touch me." I think he's scared of Danhausen. Uh oh. Oh God, no. Yes, uh, hello. Yes, uh, Danhausen here. Very nice. Very evil. Very famous. Very elite. Very sleepy. Yes, very sleepy. Um. Uh, actually, uh, I, I, I need to clear something up with the, uh, the gingerbread housing, uh, gingerbread housing. Yes. Um, it is not the, the Ash boys, uh, are not afraid of Dan housing. Uh, they should be afraid of Dan housing, but they, they do not have the fear of Dan housing. Uh, they see the thing is, um, they do not like Dan housing because they do not like the fact that I refer to them as the Ash boys because, uh, I was the one who coined the phrase ass boys and everybody in the AEWs, uh, in the all elites, they started calling them the ass boys and, uh, actually the acclaims, uh, yes, they, uh, they, they did the raps, the raps, yes, the, the rhymes, the, 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 uh, nursery rhymings, uh, to, uh, continue to call them the ass boys and rhyme it with everything they can get their hands on. So that's why, that's why they do not like Danhausen. They're not big fans of Danhausen, but, uh, I got the Beardhausen. Yes, uh, the Beardhausen will be teaming up with me to, uh, to face, uh, the ass boys. And, um, like, 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 much like Danhausen, he is very nice, uh, very evil, very sheepish. Uh, very, very sheepish. Uh, he li- likes the sheep. Yes. Uh, he likes him so much, he puts the sheep on his head. I uh, likes to walk around with the sheep on his head. Uh, or, you know, as, as people saw on the uh, in the, uh, the 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 other companies, he, he liked to do that. So he is now uh, going by uh, Redbeard. Yes, because he because he has a red beard. Uh, he because he has a ginger beard, much like the gingerbread housing does on the show. Only he wears his beard uh, a lot nicer. Yes, uh, he he takes good care of it. Oh. It doesn't. It is not disorganized and all over the place. And you know, it does not. You know, um, much like the Danny Bonaducci's. Yes. Fuck uh, you, Danhausen. Hey, no swears. There are no <laughs> swears. No swears. Danhausen. Danhausen does not depreciate the swears. We do. Cr- Danhausen curses, but he does not swears. We can do curses, but no swears. Thank you. No swears. Swear again, and you will be cursed. I'm a big curse and friends with you. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. But I am friends with the Danhausens. I don't know why you 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 you're the one who got angry with Danhausen. Danhausen come here only to make observations. <laughs> Danhausen coming to make observations. You get upset with Danhausen. What do you expect Danhausen to do? People disrespect Danhausen, they get cursed. Yes. 
Even even when I wish you the happy birthdays. By the way, uh, did you enjoy your birthdays? Did you have a good birthdays? Yes, I did. Did you get lots Ask of Vinny. Yes, did you have lots of birthday cakes? I had a birthday cake. Did you have birthday soups? I had a birthday alcohol. Yes, but did Ask you Vinny. Yes, but did you have birthday soups? No. No birthday soups? Who 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 celebrated their birthday and no get their birthday soups? What is wrong with these people? <laughs> what, what is wrong with this generation? Uh okay. Uh did you have birthday ice creams? No. Yes, but well, at least uh, you 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 partake in the birthday whiskeys. Ask Vinny. Ask Vinny. Uh, yeah, yes, uh, yes, uh, the, uh, yes. I'm consulting with the Boochhausen. Uh, yes, uh, consulting with the Boochhausen. He was uh, he's emptying his batter right now. Uh, but he's able to talk from the bathroom. Uh, yes, Mr. Boochhausen. Uh, what happened over there? I, I understand he drank a lot. Of, he drank a lot of the whiskeys. Did, did he drink a lot of drink a lot of the whiskeys? He passed out on my fucking garage floor. Hey, no swears. So, yeah, sorry, sorry about that. Uh, hey, don't tell me not to swear. It's my show, damn it. Oh, that's his, that is true. Yes, it is his show. I, 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 I should know better than to do that. Uh, yes, it is his show. So, um, you know, I, I can't, you know, I can, I, I can tell, I can tell the co-host not to swear, but not the main host. I, I forgot about that. Uh, Denhausen's apologies, but, um, yes. So, yes, I will be teaming up with the Beardhausen, and we will be, uh, taking out the Ass Boys, and, uh, you can test that out on the Rampages. Yes. And, um, anyways, uh, I wanted to just clarify that over there, um, that, that is why they do not fear Danhausen. They just they, they just do not like Danhausen. And uh, Danhausen is going to um, you know get in the rings and he is going to uh, beat them up. And then uh, me and the Beardhausen are going to celebrate and have a great time. Yes. So make sure you tune into Rampage to uh, see everything there. And also uh, Gingerbreadhausen. I hope you uh, I hope you have a great day. And the uh, Boochhausen says he wants to come back. So uh, this is my time to go. Until next time. Thank you for supporting Danhausen. Okay. So on that note, we're gonna move on here. Um, God. Uh, we cut to the. Oh fuck my life. Uh, we have the best friends <laughs> with Tony Schiavone, who says they wanted to show him something. Orange high fives Chuck and Trent. Then Ari Davari comes in and says he's been trying to get a hold of him. Orange says he's not interested in whatever it is, and Ari gets annoyed and walks away. Did you know somebody with a lot of tattoos and hair? Who? Do you know who that is? No. That's freaking, um, um, what's his name? Joe Gacy's first protege. Oh, you mean that Harlan guy? Yeah, that's Harlan. That's him? That's him with hair. I recognize his tattoos. Jesus Christ. I, I, dude, I did not even catch that. Hey, Benny. What? You're supposed to know this better than me. Hey, <laughs> I don't pay attention, <laughs> man. Sometimes when the best friends are on, I tune them the fuck out, okay? I'm, I, I have no interest in, in them or Tony's little dog pockets. I have no interest, okay? The only person in the best friends that's worth a damn is Trent Beretta, but he can't seem to get away from the two cancers that keep eating away at his wrestling soul. And you got Ari Davari, which I'm sorry, I'm not interested in him either. And whatever this fucking gimmick is. So this was a waste of fucking TV time. We got Dan Dickless. Okay. Uh, moving on. Yes. We are moving on to the next match of the evening. Oh, Lord. For the TBS oh Championship, Jay Cargill defends the title against Madison Rain. Do you call this a match? I call this a match. But I also call it a disrespectful match with shitty booking. You made that Madison Rain a five-time Impact World uh, Women's Champion, three-time Impact Tag Women's Tag Team Champion, and you can lose in an AEW in her AEW debut. Yeah, that's that's Tony Khan's genius fucking booking. It was fucking stupid. That's all. This was like, okay, 
uh, no, she should have gone against a jobber and dominated. Yes. But she did it, and she just got buried. Yes. The five-time knockouts champion, the three-time knockout tag team champion, the queen of the knockouts in 2014, one of the biggest names in women's wrestling out, out in a company outside the WWE, she even took part in the 2018 May Young Classic, and you have her job to Jay Cargill. You make her just another name on Jade's list. This is disrespectful. This is a fuck you from Tony Khan to women's wrestling. That you would allow a star, a fucking star like Madison Rain to become just another victim to a champion that practically nobody fucking likes. I don't hate Jay Cargill. Elvis has even warmed up to her a little bit. We already know how Zach feels, but the majority of fans don't like her. Madison Rain has a fucking fan base. This was insulting. This was a disgrace to the wrestling business that you put this match on free TV and made Jade Cargill just beat her like she's nothing. And then when it's over, you have Athena, who we've seen on TV every fucking week and not do shit. Hits the ring, mocks Jade, punches her in the face, whips Jade into the ropes. But then Kiera pulls her outside. Athena holds the TBS title up in the ring, dares her to come back, and all that shit. This is fucking pathetic. It's the most embarrassing thing I've seen happen in women's wrestling in a long time. I have never been more disgusted with AEW and their women's division. If I was any more disgusted, I would have seen Kenny's Geisha girls come out. <laughs> but this was a well, fucking disgrace. This was a fucking disgrace. An absolute disgrace. So, Zach, if you have anything to add about this abortion, go ahead. Otherwise, we're moving on. I agree with you. You just buried Mass and Rain. Side note, do you know who she's married to? Yes, Josh Matthews. That lucky son of a bitch. Moving on. All right. We got our main event of the evening for the AEW World yeah. Championship, or as they call, still call it the Interim World Championship. John Moxley defends the title against Lionheart Chris Jericho. We did not need the blood. No, we didn't. But otherwise, that stellar fucking match. This was the only thing on the show that was worth a damn. All the other matches were like, like to say, shut. Literally everything else other than maybe Danhausen was a waste of fucking time. Literally, this is one of the worst episodes of Dynamite ever. The only saving grace is this main event where Jericho and Moxley brought the fight. They beat the shit out of each other. Yeah, it didn't need the blood, but the blood didn't really hurt it. No, it did it. Yeah, I'm saying it, the blood was not necessary, but it didn't. But it was still a good match. The blood wasn't enough to make me go, "Oh my god!" It was actually, <laughs> it wasn't. The, it was, it was good. This was a very good match. Jericho, I'm not. The tap out is probably the only thing I'm not happy about. Why is that? Because I would have preferred paradigm shift one two three. I'm not real comfortable with Jericho tapping out, but that's just me. Okay. Um, well, I, a win's a win. Yeah. I, and I also found it weird that Mox that Moxley becomes the first person to kick out of the Judas effect. And again, you wasted that shit on free TV on a rivalry that's not gonna last. They even kicked out from a cheap chef in the back from Sammy fucking spot uh, the Spanish fly monkey. I'm just saying it was stupid. Look, was, if you want to have Moxley kick out, you need to have a heated rivalry that's real, that's gritty. Have it on pay-per-view, you know, when something historic like that has happened because it's rare in wrestling today. 
to find somebody with a finisher that nobody's kicked out of. It's rare in this business to see that. That's why when someone finally does kick out, it needs to be on pay-per-view and it needs to be done for the right reason. And the best example of this is, was, and forever will be WrestleMania 15 with The Rock and Austin. Because in that match, both men, at least one time, kicked out of each other's finish. Before WrestleMania 15, nobody had ever kicked out of The Rock Bottom. Once The Rock planted The Rock Bottom, it was over. Same thing with Steve Austin. Every time he hit the stunner, one, two, three, it was over. Nobody got up from the rock bottom. Nobody got up from the Stone Cold Stunner. It did not happen on this planet or any other until WrestleMania 15, and The Rock was the one who pitched the idea. Him, Austin, I think Jim Ross went out to dinner somewhere. They had a private, at at a restaurant, they were out somewhere private where nobody could see them, and they were going over the match. And The Rock pitched the idea about, how about I kick out of the stunner, and you kick out of the rock bottom. Because they were talking about how are we going to make this big and memorable. And The Rock said, at one point in the match, I'll kick out of the stunner. At one point in the match, you kick out of the rock bottom. And Austin said, I love it. That's brilliant. And it worked. Because when The Rock hit that rock bottom and Austin kicked out, everybody went, holy shit. And then later on, Austin hit the stunner. At one point, one, two, rock kicked out. Everybody went, holy shit. It took two stunners for Austin to win. And it used to only take one. But on The Rock, he had to hit two to win. It's called protecting your finish. And Jericho, for the longest time, protected the Judas effect. And again, I'm not objecting to Moxley kicking out of it. I'm objecting to him kicking out of it on free TV in a match that after this is over, they're not going to talk anymore. And then they tap out. And then uh, Sammy G and Jake Hager run out and attack Moxley. And then uh, Wheeler Useless, uh, Claudio Castanoli, Eddie Kingston and Ortiz run out to make the save. The rest of the JAS runs out, outnumbers the opposition. Then all of a sudden, we hear, Like Mussolini! (laughs) James Dean. Cult of meat with extra cheese. Fried or broiled, the cow must die. CM Punk makes his return and clears the ring. Punk and Moxley come face to face, and Moxley flips off Punk and leaves the ring with the Blackpool Combat Club. Punk plays to the crowd, hops around on his foot, showing that he's good to go. My mouth dropped. Is yours? Not really. When I saw how I much did. time was left on the clock, I figured he was coming back. All right, fair enough. Because I had that vibe, because I feel like if it was possible, Punk's not going to miss all out. It's in Chicago, which is his hometown. And. At some point, they're going to have Punk versus Moxley to unify those belts. And All Out's the perfect place to do it. And obviously, Punk is going over so he can continue the long title reign he was supposed to have. Until it's time for him to drop the belt, the question will be to who? Hopefully, he's gonna, that we're going to see uh, CM Punk get his title back. Oh, I'm sure we will. I'm sure we will. And uh, that, ladies and gentlemen... Um, That'll wrap up this recap of uh, AEW Quake by the Lake. Uh, Zach, as always, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us and uh, look forward to talking to you on the next one. Absolutely, sir. I will be here. All right. And uh, make sure you guys uh, follow the Boochcast. We're on Anchor. Anchor. Spotify. Spotify. Google Podcast. Google Podcast. And iHeartRadio. And iHeartRadio. Pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there, or be a super fan and follow us on all four hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash theboochcast. 
We have archived episodes of the show as well as great content. Uh, I got a couple watch parties up there on the Facebook page if you want to check them out. Uh, we have uh, last year's uh, Survivor Series watch party. Uh, last uh, Royal Rumble from this past January is up there. And uh, I'm in the process of getting WrestleMania 38 Night 2 up there, but we're dealing with some issues with the videos. So I'm going to be uh, fixing that. And at some point, that's going to be up there too. And of course, in a couple of weeks, make sure you take on the lookout for the SummerSlam one as well. Uh, also, we got the Mail Soap opera moment coming soon. I don't know why the Wens is dragging his feet with this shit, but I plan on confronting him about it because we need to get that up there because that has our recap of WWE SummerSlam as well as information regarding the retirement of Vince McMahon. All coming soon to the Boochcast Facebook page. Also, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Boochcast. Get these tweets photos and videos go to our youtube channel check out all of our youtube content including the watch parties i mentioned earlier and be sure to uh hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified when future content will be posted uh the SummerSlam one will be up there in a couple weeks uh from this past SummerSlam. and of course we got boochcast reviews dark side of the ring coming soon uh zach and i got two of them done there's still two more i need to finish on my end and then i can start editing and putting them up there and you guys can check them all out and also make sure you're following us on twitter Go to twitch.tv slash theboochcast. That's where we do our live wrestling watch parties. Our next watch party will be Saturday, November the 26th for WWE Survivor Series. That's right. We're getting together for the Survivor Series. Uh, I'm still not quite sure where the Survivor Series is going to end up. Uh, we might do one in Winston-Salem, assuming that WrestleCade's still on. I have no fucking idea if it is or not. But even if it's not, the team will be here in Georgia. And if I don't go to WrestleCade, I'll be joining them. If I do go to WrestleCade, well, then they'll do it on their own. And uh, either way, it'll be a fun time, fun experience. Make sure you join us November 26th for the WWE Survivor Series 2022 Watch Party. Also, we got our uh, live D&D show coming soon our boochcast booking battle as well as another special piece of content we're putting on the twitch channel once everything gets finalized we'll be presenting it to you also you guys can support the boochcast by going to anchor.fm slash the boochcast slash support become a supporter of the boochcast support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes we have three levels you can donate at uh we got our first level which is 99 cents that's one dollar per month uh, this is for people who don't have a lot of money to spend, but still want to put a little skin in the game. Doesn't really hurt you guys, but it helps us out a great deal. We also have the second level you can donate at, which is $4.99, $5 per month. Same amount of money you would pay for a Peacock subscription. I know a lot of you guys out there aren't fans of the Peacock, so don't give them money. Give us money. We got better content than Peacock anyway. And we got the third and final level you can donate at, which is for a mere dollars $10. Same amount of money you used to pay for a WWE Network subscription here in the United States. Ever since it's over the Peacock, you got nowhere to put that $9.99. So take that $9.99, bring it over here. We got better content than the network work and we are dedicated to giving the people what they want if the option of paying with a credit card or with gpay and the best part is all the money that we raise goes back into this show in some capacity we use it to upgrade our equipment we use it to bring in bigger name guests pay our bills and take care of all the guys who work very hard on the air and off the air to make the Boochcast a success if you got a favorite co-host and you believe they're going to be paid for their hard work, anchor.fm slash the boostcast slash support is how you Me. make that happen. And then if there's any money left over when it's all said and done, of course, we give, uh, you know, Gingerbread Housen his uh, ramen noodles. And uh, we tried to get him laid, and oh my god, I'd have an easier time bringing democracy to Cuba. And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, <laughs> a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been 
the Booch Cast. Yeah. Talk to you guys next time. Until then, pizza, baby. Pineapple goes on a pizza. Fuck off. Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye bye. Keep warm. Relax. Eddie. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux. À la prochaine. Goodbye till when we meet again.